Welcome to the Mind Body Health Podcast for women over the age of 40. This podcast brings you valuable and proven strategies and tips to live life above the wellness line. And these tips can be implemented immediately so you can step into each day with confidence, energy, and passion. And now, your host and Amazon number one best-selling author, Phylex Fitness Industry Speaker, Mind Body Health Coach, and founder of Personal Fitness for Women. Please welcome Louise Skeen. Well, hello, it's such a pleasure to be here and I'm so excited of episode one of series one and I'm Louise Skeen and I'm I'm just so fascinated with the industry and, and how how I've got the ability after 35 years of being in health and fitness to be able to now share the information that I've got up here and in my heart with so many women out there and that's so exciting. So, you know, over the years we didn't have the opportunity to be able to touch base with people in this easy way that we do now where people can now hear and listen and see um, people talking about real factual information that can improve women's lives and that's what I do and that's why I really love and am passionate about what I do. So today I'd like to talk to you on Series 1, Episode 1 about what is mind-body health because that's the field that I work in and with women over the age of 40. And the reason I've, I've chosen that market is because over the age of 40, of course, a woman's body is changing dramatically. It's starting to move into menopause from around 40 to 45 years of age. The little preparations are starting. And then, of course, we hit the 50s and some, some younger, some older, and, uh, and, and then menopause hits. And it's a hormonal change. It's nothing more than that. But for some women, it's more dramatic than for other women. But during that time, we still need to be able to look after our mindset. We need to look after our health and we need to be able to look after our fitness as well. So that's why I talk about mind body health for women over the age of 40 and right through, right through, there's no limit as to why women can't also take what I talk about and implement that into their life because, you know, everything is possible and doable if you've got the mindset to do it. So with mindset, I'm speaking about the, the, the confidence that you hold within yourself. It's, it's about the, the self-talk because we all have voices in our heads and it comes from us over time that have created our own beliefs. And of course, we don't get educated from a very young age to speak nicely to ourselves or know how to deflect the voices that come into our heads. And so therefore, over time, you start believing what you're telling yourself. Now that can be in any facet of your life, but again, around looking after your health and wellness, too often again, we might look in the mirror and we're not happy with what we see and in comes the voice. You're fat, you're ugly, why didn't you stick to that diet? All these things that, you know, again, come in and then you start answering back, yeah, you're right, I am hopeless. Why didn't I stick to it? How can I have failed again? And of course, in goes the belief system and it's like a record, it's like a CD. <laughs> I say record, but of course record is old time. So it's like a CD and, and in a CD of life, we're burning, we're burning and etching all those beliefs into that CD and we carry that with us 
through our lives. We need to understand that our mindset is entirely up to us as to whether we're going to have a brilliant mindset that's going to give us the confidence and belief in ourselves. And it's not about ego. It's not about the ego that we're led to believe as being vain. It's the ego that's there to protect us, to know that you know we do deserve what we get through life and we deserve everything good about life as well. It's not worth pushing ourselves away and telling ourselves that we're not worthy because we're worthy of anything and everything that we want. So therefore, only we can bring that power within ourselves and that's what excites me because I know it's so achievable for women. So mindset is super, super important and there are strategies and tactics that you can take. And the first one I wanna share with you is start thinking about self-talk. Start thinking about deflecting that self-talk. So when it comes in, have a listen to it, but then decide to answer it back with a, I don't believe you, or I don't agree with you, or I don't want you coming into my life anymore, and answer it back with something positive because it's so achievable, you can do it. It's just a matter of practice, okay? Repetition is the master of skill, and that means keep repeating the actions and it'll become second nature. As we know in life, that's what happens. It becomes second nature and then you'll deflect all those voices who no longer will visit you. So mindset, very important. Now body, body, I talk about the body. I talk about how to look after our body externally is important. Now it's the muscles and the strength and the definition and, and the shape of our bodies that we're all striving for. And fitness, of course, is the one way that you can look after your body. But not only for the aesthetic appeal, which really does come naturally, comes very naturally, when you're able to look after yourself through fitness, all the benefits from the exterior come. But what you're not possibly realizing is all the benefits on the interior of you that happen, and they happen so quickly. So it's fighting heart disease. Okay, we're not walking around with heart disease, I get it. So it's not on our, our minds, it's not you know a, an emotional thing that we're caught up with every single day. But knowing that we're exercising to fight heart disease, that's my motivation. I hope it's yours too. And then we're fighting lung disease. We're opening our lungs for capacity of air. How important is that as we're aging? Super important. So lungs are really important through exercise. And then we've got the muscles that are being strengthened and shaped on the outside. But the fact that the muscles are also being strengthened on the inside means it's protecting our skeletal system. Our bones are being protected. Now, as we know, as aging women, we have every chance of having osteoporosis come on. So what do we need to, to avoid that and to keep us safe and secure? We need strong muscles. So exercise, fitness is going to do that. And so again, it doesn't have to be anything hard. It just needs to be something that you enjoy to do and that you can do every day. So muscles are really important. The cells that we don't see what's happening inside our bodies that feed our brain and feed the, you know, the triggers and feed, feed our hormones, everything stems from moving our body. 
really I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit jacked sometimes when I hear people refer to nutrition as being 80% and, and exercise is 20% of your well-being. It's so not true. You know, if you had to compare the two of those things, exercise and nutrition, you're basically 50-50. They are so perfectly in line with each other because we don't put enough emphasis on the benefits of moving our bodies. So please make sure that you understand that what goes on internally that you can't see, it's like, um, it's like your fountain of youth. It's, it's, it's basically you're looking after, you're looking after what you don't see but you know is going to give you longevity. It's going to get you 10, 15 years longer possibly in life. And I'm not joking, it can add an extra 10 years on your life if you look after yourself internally. And don't we all want that? Because it feeds your brain as well. It feeds your brain. Research only recently, sadly, has realized that hormones don't stop here, <laughs> okay? They go right through us. They don't stop at the neck, right through us. And so therefore they feed through the brain as well. That's what we want. We don't want dementia. We don't want Parkinson's and all those horrid diseases that may come upon us as we age. If we can fight it now, if we can have a clear pathway for everything that's going on internally, isn't that what we're after? I think it is. So that's what I talk about when I talk about body. I talk about body externally and internally as well. And then I talk about health. Now, health is a major, major um, umbrella, I guess, in, in our lives and in our well-being. But when I'm talking about health, I'm talking about what we fuel our body with. So it's really, really important that you do fuel your body with the best that you can afford to, to feed yourself because it is your fuel. It's what is feeding your cells and it's what the cells are then carrying through your body and then feeding into all your organs and your brain health and your movement and your energy levels and your sleep patterns and your hormones. And we've got so many tens of thousands of hormones in our body that food is an important part of that. So again, nutrition wise, I'm not saying you have to cut out all junk food altogether because you're human and there's too many damn temptations out there today. We have to be real. We have to be real and say, we want the best for us. But you know, if you're out socializing or you're having a you know, a Sunday lunch somewhere and you've decided to stop off and have a hamburger and a, a little basket of chips, have it. Okay, that's fine to do. Don't let guilt come in and tell you, oh no, I can't have that, I'm on a diet. Okay, it's not about that. It's how often you do that, that's the detriment. If you're doing this all the time, if you're, you know, every weekend is all about spending $100 on fast food and eating out and drinking a lot of alcohol and, and you know, fueling your body that way, and then of an afternoon after work every day, you're still having two or three glasses of wine and you're deciding to sit down with a bag of chips of a night or whatever it might be, of course it's going to add on to your body. So you can't say that those things are bad for you. They're bad for you when you have them in major proportion to your daily diet. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope it does. So what we need to do is just understand that you can have those what we call sometimes foods, sometimes. But again, just be, be really um, aware. Be aware as to 
how often you have that and do you really need it? Okay, I appreciate, you know, sometimes you might be feeling down, emotional, and so therefore you, you're one of those women that reaches for that style of thing. Okay, that's where the mindset comes in again, and, and that's where we again have a, a reason to be able to talk about how can we best channel you in those circumstances. But if you're eating those sometimes foods all the time, and you're eating it out of habit, well, habits can be broken. And it's up to you as to whether you want those habits to be broken. So they're, they're little strategies that we can use to be able to, again, clear your pathway so that your journey is a great journey and you can enjoy an ice cream or a row of chocolate or having a hamburger and chips with friends, a coffee and a piece of cake. Again, it's about how often. And portion serve size. My goodness, that's another one. You know, back... Back a hundred years ago, a plate was basically our bread and butter plate size. That's what people used to sit down to and be completely satisfied. Today, our plates have gotten large. They've gotten large for the aesthetics of it. And again, we've got so many cooking shows on TV now and, and through social media that we've become accustomed to watching a large portion or a portion of food being served on these huge plates. It's not necessary. Your stomach, your stomach is the size of your fist. Remember that, your stomach is the size of your fist. So if you clench your fist, you'll be able to see that if you were to eat a meal and regurgitate your food, now I know that sounds gross, but if you were to be able to regurgitate your food and have a look at it again on a plate after eating a meal, would it fit inside your fist? For too many meals, it won't, it will spill over. And that's when you walk off the, off the table and go, oh my goodness, I'm so full, I feel uncomfortable, I feel bloated. Okay, eating the wrong foods, eating too much food, not all foods serve your body. And that's what it's all about when I talk about health. So mind, body, health, three important things that shouldn't have to consume you but should be very natural for you to be able to enjoy, enjoy living life because it's, it's too short to worry about again, how many calories can you have over here and weighing this meal over here and oh my goodness, I have to run for an hour today in order to burn off what I had. Okay, that becomes an obsession and we don't want obsession because obsession is just again, playing with mindset and you can see how it becomes a very, very vicious circle. So, you know, let's recap today and, and I'd love your comments. Um, after I, I speak today, I certainly will be able to come on it and have a chat to you and, and answer any questions that you might have or any concerns or thoughts that you might have. But mindset, okay? My, my thoughts around um, mindset is just to understand that it is the it is the everything, the everything that, that really consumes. Remember I spoke about, let me just interrupt my, th my train of thought there. Remember I spoke about, you know, 50% nutrition, 50% exercise, you know, they're 50-50. That's true, but that makes up only 50% of wellness. So you've basically got 25% mindset, 25%, sorry, 25, oh, I'm confusing you, 25% nutrition and 25% of exercise that makes up the 50% of wellness. 
The other 50% in its entirety is mindset. It's everything. If your mindset isn't switched on, strong, believable, with strong beliefs about you and who you are and how great you are and how deserving you are, if you don't have that strong mindset, okay, it's going to break you down and wear you down and, and it channels into every part of your life, not just your wellness life, every part of your life in relationships, in the ability to be able to keep your home a certain way and, and you know to do the things in life you want to do. Okay, the mindset is 50% of your well-being. So I hope you understand, I hope I can bring that home to you as how important that is. That is what needs to be fixed first. Because when you have the strongest of mindset, when you have the ability to spring out of bed of a morning and not hit the snooze button and understand that the next 20 minutes that you're devoting to yourself, whether it's through journaling, whether it's through um, uh, positive affirmations, whether it's through going for a walk for 20 minutes and or standing on the grass or laying on the grass and feeling the elements of the earth. You might be near the ocean or near a lake where you can step out and be grateful for what you see in front of you. Even if that first 20 minutes is about grabbing a cup of tea with, with fresh you know, hot water with lemon squeezed in it or something and sitting down and just looking out at what you've got in front of you, what you've got with you, the fact that you can walk and do those things and so many people unfortunately cannot. So we take things for granted. So mindset, get yourself in a great mindset first thing in the morning. Don't lay in bed and think, oh, I've got to go to work or I've got this ahead of me today or the children annoyed me last night and I've got to face them again, whatever it might be. Try and block those, those negatives. The negatives are not serving you. There's a positive to every negative, and I can absolutely guarantee that. And when you've got those positives, when you've got your mindset sharp and it's serving you, I cannot tell you how amazing it feels to spring up of a morning and just to get into your day. It's the most exciting thing. There's no dragging your tail behind you. There's no, I don't want to attend to that, be that, do that, feel that. You don't experience that. You just feel this inner excitement just to be able to share the day with yourself. It's so important. And with others, of course, that's what we do. So mindset, 50%. And then the other 50% is broken up into moving your body, feeding your body. That's what it's all about. So that's what I wanted to share with you today in my episode. I'm so glad you've joined me today. I thank you for joining me today. Now, tomorrow I'm back here again, and tomorrow I'm actually going to talk about a really hot topic. And this topic is hot to women because it's been going on for hundreds of years, but probably more so in the last 60 to be the most important, and that is dieting. Okay, it's a word we hear, and you know, there's, there's lots of myths about dieting and lots of beliefs about dieting, but unfortunately dieting has become a real mindset gameplay, okay? It tugs on your mind, it tugs on your emotions, because again, I won't get into it now, but it's just this ability to achieve 
and then to fail. And then you go on another diet and you achieve and then you fail. So I'm going to talk to you tomorrow about dieting. I'm going to give you the strategies, the strategies you need to stop dieting, but to also understand that dieting can sometimes work. So I'll leave you with that confusing message and hope to see you tomorrow, same time. And let's work out again what dieting is doing to you and what we can do to change it around so that you can have that mindset that gets you moving forward. So thank you again for joining me today. It's been a great pleasure and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for now.